Are you an avid gamer? Or maybe you just play casually? What about if you've never touched a controller before? Well, don't fret. All are welcome here at the Double XP Podcast, hosted by the Triforce Project. Hello, and welcome back to the Double XP Podcast, the talk show where we discuss all things related to games, and probably more things, who knows here. Uh, But I'm your host, the Triforce Project, and in this episode, we are going to dive into uh, one of my favorite genres of video games. Uh, That genre is the survival genre or survival games. Um, I play a ton of different survival games i or at least recently i do i used to not be a big fan of survival games back in the day when i first started playing video games um there honestly was a time where i wouldn't even play them so uh, it's been a big change but we're going to kind of dive into what the survival games are all about and uh, what makes a game a survival game i think we're going to talk about here um we're going to look at a list of kind of what the top survival games are per the internet uh, as of right now um, for you to play if you get interested in uh, any survival games after this. So sit back, grab yourselves a snack and maybe something to drink and listen in to get your double XP for the day. So basically survival games are, it's a pretty broad topic or genre. There's a lot of different games that can be, included in that group i guess you could say um there's there's a bunch of games like uh seven days to die raft valheim state of decay and a whole bunch of games a whole bunch of other ones those are just a few right off the top of my head that you can i've actually streamed in the past year actually on my twitch channel so definitely go check that out we're actually doing a current playthrough of seven days to die uh, if you want to see kind of how a survival game works, if you've never seen one before, feel free to check out my Twitch. Anyways, um, but Seven Days to Die is kind of like a standard survive, zombie survival game. Uh, it's in what is called an alpha release state, which if we don't know, or if you don't know what an alpha release for a game means, um, that's something that we'll kind of dive deeper into uh, in a later episode. But for now, basically what that means is the alpha version is a earlier version than what the final game is supposed to be. It's kind of like a preview version of the game. It's playable. There's things you can do in it, uh, but it doesn't have the full features of what the final game will have. There's much more to what an alpha is, and there's even games called, or there's even like a stage called betas, which you might hear that term probably more often than alpha. Um, but like I said, we'll dive into that in a deeper episode or a later episode. I don't know why I said deeper. We'll dive deeper into that in a later episode. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so there is um, there's another game or another one of the games I mentioned earlier, State of Decay 2, um, is similar in a sense to Seven Days, but they're still very different. They're still survival games. Um seven days to die you play as a character it's a zombie apocalypse you need to gather materials and supplies and try and survive every seven days there's a big zombie horde that tries to come and kill you in state of decay 2 you play as a character but ultimately you are running a community so when you start out the game you get two people i believe that you can control um you kind of switch between them 
but as you play deeper into the game you try to recruit more people to join your community so kind of think of like uh the walking dead if you've ever seen that their core group was pretty small and then as the seasons went on like season two they got some more people and then they kept on spreading they went to the prison and got bigger um blah 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 you know and then had their turmoils or whatever and got smaller and things like their group fluctuated in size that is exactly what state of decay to or stated state of decay in general is trying to capture they give you the ability to recruit more people and build up your community and you can build relationships with these other communities of survivors that are throughout the world and build up your compound or your base whatever you want to call it add new things there's different buildings you can add it's it gets very in-depth um, but it's more so for a whole community not just your soul character like it is in seven days to die and that again is a very simplified way of explaining explaining how seven or not no well of both how seven days to die and how state of decay 2 works for like their games um so that's kind of those two are like very similar concepts i guess you could say because it's like zombies and the post-apocalyptic world blah 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 but then there's uh raft which i mentioned and raft is a it's a survival game ha go figure but it is basically a survival game that you are on a little wooden raft out in the middle of what seems like to be a endless ocean and as you are floating along there is debris in the ocean wood uh plastics a bunch of just random debris that you can pick up and expand onto your raft with um but then there is also like there's a shark that tries to destroy your raft that you have to deal with there's always a shark that's trying to eat your raft well at points it's always looming around so there's 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 that there's a lot of other or a lot more to raft as well um but that is a game there's islands that you can find you can get your materials and your supplies you gotta manage your food and your water uh you can learn recipes and learn uh schematics or blueprints you could say to like build um water purifiers beds cooking items you know things like that um and then valheim is another game that i mentioned and that is basically um a norse mythology survival game it's based roughly in uh like loosely with norse mythology in mind you are a viking warrior that has been sent to valheim which is basically viking version of purgatory not actually accurate to real viking culture but in the game that is what it's referencing essentially and the whole goal of the game is there is i believe like six or seven bosses i can't remember off the top of my head but there's like six or seven different things that you need to slay and once that has been completed and you place their trophies at their respected spots uh, you are granted access to valhalla from odin um, but there's also like a crafting system there's food management, uh, different buffs you get from different meals that you make. So that's kind of a interesting uh, concept to it. 
there is other games that do that as well. Um, but se- or not seven days to die. Seven days to die is one of them that does it. But Valheim puts a large focus on it, where different cooking ingredients do different things. Uh, so you get energy or more health or more stamina. Um, and then there's other buffs that you can get. Like there's a whole brewing system for in for uh, wow. I am struggling with words. Um, but with uh, within the Viking culture, there's a the uh, the mead. You can make meads, and those meads give you different buffs, whether that be uh, resistance to frost damage or resistance to fire damage or just better resistance to damage in general or other things, more stamina, more health. It's very, very complex once you get into things. And then, like I said, there's the whole crafting, which is building, too. You can build... Um, pretty wonderful buildings there's some very good builders out there that have built amazing amazing things um if you were watching my playthrough of valheim i or my in our co-op world where i'm playing with some of my friends i have built us a viking longhouse so that's pretty neat um fit with a it has a uh a throne chair in it and then uh, the long like eating tables it's got there's a lot of things you can do with it so there's a lot of different stuff and all these other games that I was just talking about um, minus state of decay state of decay does have a type of building system um, but like all these other games have building systems where you can basically make w- roughly whatever you want um, to varying degrees state of decay 2 does not quite have a building system in that sense it more so has a there's certain things that you can build on certain areas so you can build like an infirmary in certain spots or like a garden plot or different things like that where you still need to get materials but it's not as in in depth where like in seven days to die you could there's probably i don't know 750 to maybe a thousand if not more different types of blocks you can put down or different shapes you can put down to build things whether that be a ladder a fence um iron bars or just a block there's so many different things it's very impressive um valheim has quite a few things not quite that many and by not quite that many not even close to that many um same with raft they got a bunch of different things a bunch of different crafting like cosmetics so you can make like calendars and clocks and a bunch of different stuff it's really cool um so that's a big add-in for survival games um and those are obviously all things like i just said all of those four games that i just mentioned all have those controls but they're vastly different from each other so i think that is why survival games can be so appealing to so many people is because we can both like survival games but we don't have to ever play the same survival game uh, you and i or anybody but we could still get the same enjoyment i may like valheim because it's norse mythology whereas someone else may like um minecraft which minecraft is a survival game anyone who doesn't think so is definitely wrong i mean there's literally a survival mode in it so there's that but there is a lot of different survival games just in the world kind of going off that topic survival games even go date all the way back i think it was 
1985. I don't actually remember because this was before I was born. Um, but I think it was 1985 when Oregon Trail first was released. And I believe that is basically the first adaptation of a survival game. And just think about it. That's exactly what Oregon Trail is. I mean, it's kind of what it was back in back in the day in real life, too. But uh, you had to get your family or your like wagon with your two ox or however many you had and everything else uh, over across the Oregon Trail. And like you would get dysentery and you would lose people trying to, you'd have to make like the big decisions of like, do we want to cross the river? Um, you had to make sure you bought enough supplies or like to make it to your next stop or, you know, make those hard decisions of, do I want to bring something to protect us? in case something happens, but then not have this food? Or, you know, do I bring extra wheels for the wagon because they might break? So that, at least off the top of my head, and with the, the very little bit of research I did on it, is the oldest survival game that I can remember, or that I can find, and that I can think of. Now, a lot of people can argue what a survival game is, especially people who play a lot of different video games. You'll get a lot of people who say like Outlast or Amnesia the Dark Descent and those styles of games are survival games. I mean, even like Resident Evil. You could say the Resident Evil Village um, or whatever are like survival games. And like, yeah, to an extent they are survival games because like your whole goal is, well... Resident Evil, not so much. That's kind of the outlier because Resident Evil gets weird. Like, there's things that just happen that are just... Resident Evil's kind of on its own. But Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and uh, what was the other one I just said? Um, Oh, Outlast. The Outlast games. Those, like, your whole goal is, like, literally to only survive. But it's also a narrative game. I haven't played Outlast 2, um... So I don't know. I don't even... That might be open world. I don't think it is, though. Um, but there's not, like, any crafting. There's not any, like, resource gathering other than in Outlast. I think you get batteries for your camera. Um, but to me, those are more traditional horror games. You could say, like, horror survival is in there, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of kind of out there for me it's a little little too far for survival i'm not gonna like completely argue with someone who says that survival games but i'm also not gonna fully credit it as a survival game because it's it's a little different than what we're kind of focusing on here or at least what a survival game is to me and i guess maybe i'm going even way farther in in this another like subgenre of survival crafting games is what i'm in which is very well possible i'm not quite sure um, but we're just not talking about that sort of survival horror, survival horror narrative gameplay. Um, so let's kind of get into what I am talking about, I guess. And that's what kind of makes a survival game a survival game, at least in my opinion. Um, and this is kind of, uh, I had a list, and I really don't have a list. I pulled this off the internet 
with the research I did, plus just like knowing what I've played and having an idea of that. <clears throat> the many different survival games I have played and experienced over the years. Um, but the main thing you are going to need for a survival game to be a survival game is one of these things some sort of character management whether that be hunger thirst even just a health bar and then with that you also need to have consequence to not keeping your character managed correctly so for example <clears throat> In seven days did I, you have actually all three of these things. There's a hunger bar, a thirst bar, and then your health bar. So if you get hungry at some point uh, in seven days, or if you go completely down to zero uh, for your hunger bar, I believe you it cuts your health bar in like half, and it lowers your stamina and a bunch of other things. It's very bad. Same with water. And as you start to lower, like, once it gets to 75% full, I think you get, like, a little bit of a debuff where you lose a couple points. And then as it gets lower and lower, it gets to be bigger buffs, debuffs, essentially, of, like, um, okay, you're at 40% health. You now, or you're at 40% hunger. That is going to lower your health by 25%. Now, in survival games, that's a big deal. If you don't, if your health is a quarter gone before you even get into any conflict, that's not good. Not to mention the stamina reduction that it does in like seven days to die. So then you can't run as long or as fast. And you, that stamina is also tied to any melee attacks you're doing. So if you're swinging a club or anything like that at your zombies that are trying to eat your face off, you're going to have less stamina to do that with. So it's it's a very imperative that you uh, keep an eye on those health and uh, thirst bars. Health bar is the same thing as you take damage. You don't want to obviously completely die. Um, otherwise, that's not fun. But then there's even a punishment for that. So if you do die, a lot of games will punish you for it by um, taking away like any items you had on your character because usually you have an inventory. So if you die, you usually drop all of those items. And then sometimes they'll even take away uh, like XP or levels that you have gained because, uh, because of the death. So there is... Uh, other repercussions you can do even if you don't have a hunger or a thirst bar because in certain games you can turn that off um, where that is not an issue but still have the health bar so really that's kind of the bare minimum of what you would need at least in my opinion to be a survival game and like you could again with that uh, you could argue that Outlast and Amnesia the Dark Descent are or, or survival games because you have to like restart the uh your checkpoint or whatever if you get caught or if you die so there's that but still not what i'm going for um now there's a few other core mechanics i'm saying that with air quotes um 
that I think really boost or heighten the experience of survival games. And we're going to talk a little bit, or I'm just going to give a list of those mechanics here and maybe go over them just a little bit of what they are and how they would help, I guess. So there's usually some sort of crafting system with a survival game, whether that be uh, crafting items that you can use or crafting meals for yourself or crafting really any sort of thing, clothing, uh defenses from enemies, uh, weapons to use, who knows? Um, there's so many things that you can craft in a survival game. Also, having an open world makes it a much more survival-esque game, where you can go wherever you want on the map at any time and see what happens there. Um, you can go into, there's, like, for Seven Days to Die, there's a different levels of uh buildings to go into for early game mid game end game make it harder easier for you but if you wanted to like when you first started and you find a giant skyscraper that's usually towards the end of the game when you're supposed to go there but you find it the first day you're there you can go in that if you want good luck but you can you can do it um so there's just like having a open world really helps allow you to craft your own story but yet still feel like it's a compelling game, I guess. I don't know. Um, building and base building, it kind of plays in with the crafting system, but being able to build defenses, like I said, and like protect yourselves or yourself from the enemies or the zombies or whatever the issue is. Uh, there's a game that I play called The Long Dark that is more so you're just protecting yourself from the cold. You're stranded out in... Uh, the Canadian wilderness and it is bitterly cold so you just have to constantly make sure you're warm and fed and all those things just little things like that uh, being able to build little warming shelters to keep yourself protected are big things um, and that is part of a survival game so you could have any of these or really all of these in a survival game and it'd be considered a survival game you could do one of them you could like the first ones i said or you could do all of them put together that's kind of what seven days to die does it's got all the things i just use seven days a lot because i've been playing it here so i use it as my example a lot of the times um but i've been playing it a lot i really like the game anywho um so now that we've kind of gone over what the basics of a survival game is what some of the core mechanics are you guys have heard some different types of survival games we're going to take a look at this list from GameRant.com that has the top 15 survival games from it, or top 15 survival games as of right now, and I'll kind of give you, we'll say the name of the game, and I'll kind of give you a rough idea of what the game is, and then you can look them up if you like them. So at number 15 was Valheim, which we did talk about earlier, but that is the Viking purgatory-esque survival game. Um, it's a really fun game. I really enjoy it. The building's pretty sweet. The Viking, uh, touches, it's not like big into Viking culture or anything. A little bit. It's kind of cool though. It's definitely worth checking out if, uh, you like the survival genre. There's a lot of fun bosses to go with or to fight and try and take care of. And they're all different from each other. So it's cool. There's not just like one way to take them all out. 
Uh, number 14 is Grounded, which Grounded is a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids-esque survival game. You are uh, like children, maybe tweens, that get shrunk down to be smaller than ants, basically, or about ant size, and you are in your backyard. You have to survive. There's building, there's crafting, you got to fight spiders and ants and bunch of other things you got to find like little bugs to eat it's really fun that's one i've played i haven't played it a ton i would like to stream it some more (coughs) sorry about that number 13 is raft which we were talking about earlier but that is the uh ocean survival-esque game a lot of fun crafting building the usual it's a little bit of fighting in it Number 12 is Frostpunk, which is like a winter city survival game. I've played it a little bit. I want to say like the world has gone into nuclear war and we're in like a nuclear winter fallout. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that's it. Um, that's a pretty fun game, but that's more of a city builder, city survival. You got to take care of your whole community and like hundreds of people. Um, number 11 was Minecraft, which if you don't know what Minecraft is, I'm surprised you found this podcast, but it is a kind of not one of the OG survival games, but is it is a more kid friendly survival game, I guess there's zombies and like enemies and things. Um, but it's the blockier style, not high resolution graphics or anything. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty fun game. A lot of people play it. One of the one of the largest games in the world, honestly. Um, number ten was Terraria, which this is like a two D survival game, kind of similar to Minecraft, but not the same at all. Um, other than their survival games, it's pretty fun. I've played this very little, um, but it's kind of a neat game. Number nine was the or is the forest, which you are a plane crash survivor, which you crashed on a island inhabited by cannibals. It's a very, very interesting concept. A lot of fun. Me and my friends played through it. Well worth playing. Uh, it's a good game. Number eight is Don't Starve, which that is another 2D top-down isometric uh survival game but it's kind of a cartoon-esque feel to it but it is a more so like dives into horror uh elements so it's kind of cool but there is building and crafting and uh character management um at number seven was this one was surprising to me uh but at number seven was dying light which that is a first person parkour zombie survival game uh, this is one of the bigger, like, AAA games on this list. I'm looking now, there's one after this that's like a trip, true AAA game. But the rest are all kind of indie games. Anyways, uh, this was a very fun game. We actually just played through this as well a couple months ago on stream. Um, but much different than most of the other survival games. This one, to me, didn't really feel like a survival game as much. Um, more so a story-driven uh, RPG, kind of. Like, there's RPG elements. Um, but yeah, not not too bad of a game. Very, very worth a playthrough if you haven't played it before. 
Um, number six is State of Decay, which we talked about the second one a little earlier, but um, this video or this article referenced the original, I believe, which I think either one of them is a good game to play. Uh, State of Decay, State of Decay Two, just expanded on their uh, core elements from the first game, but it's that community building survival game. Think. The Walking Dead esque, where you get to be Rick Grimes essentially and build out your community. Hopefully, you're not as crazy as Rick is. Um, but yeah, it's a they're great games. They're a lot of fun. We're actually kind of playing that with a buddy right now on a very hard difficulty. So there's that. Um, number five on the list was Daisy, which this one I do not believe I have played, or maybe I've played it on the Xbox just very little. Um, but this is, this is a zombie multiplayer survival game. So this is a PvEV or PvPvP game. So you load into a map basically, and there could be other players on the server, basically that could either decide to help you out or fight you. Um, kind of daisy was kind of the birth of the hardcore survival gameplay game that they uh the genre is kind of out which we'll talk about here it looks like in a couple couple um games on the list but yeah so i've played very little of daisy if any at all really it's a tough game you gotta find your stuff um anyone can can attack you you don't only have to worry about the zombies there's also the human element to worry about and even if someone was your friend and you have an alliance with them they could turn on you at any point so that is a a very different setting than all these other games as well might be something i try and get into i just never play consistently enough to play uh, those hardcore survival games like that where my stuff just ends up getting destroyed like shortly after I start playing, because I only play like once or twice a week, whereas these people play daily. So that might be something we try out just kind of as a fun thing for later. And at number four, we have Ark Survival Evolved, which this is another uh, server-based multiplayer survival game. But the big difference in this game is that they have dinosaurs. Uh, this game I've played both on Xbox and on PC. It is something I haven't gotten into yet. It's a very tough game to start out, especially by yourself. It's another one where it's a PvPVE, so you are facing off against other people as well as the dinosaurs that are inhabiting the island. Um, it is well known to be a quite unforgiving game to start with. It looks very fun once you get down into the the later game, the end game and all the stuff you can do, you can actually tame dinosaurs, uh, later on once you like increase that skill, but it's hard to get to that point. At least for me, it is maybe now I could actually be able to take the time to get into it, but that might be something we have to look into. We'll see. Um, number three is rust, which this is a very big game. This is, uh, as of late, um, it's a, another one of those hardcore survival games, the PvPVE, but this is much more intense than Daisy is now. Um, I don't actually, I've never played Rust. I've seen some people play it, and basically it just looks like a lot of people 
trying to kill other people that are nearby. Um, I'm trying to look here. What is this? No, don't play. Okay, so yeah, it's basically just a just a game. You know, all you got to do is survive. The island, the island's wildlife wants to kill you. Same with the other people who inhabit it. Um, so yeah, you just got to survive. Gather your materials and survive. Seems like it would be a fun game. Also seems like it's going to be similar to Daisy and Ark, where both of those, you kind of not have grief, but you can have griefers who just come around and kill new people right away to make it very hard so there's that um but that also might be something we check out at some time especially since i just have a love for survival games now at number two on the gamerant.com list is no man's sky which if you guys uh follow me on instagram which my instagram is the dot triforce.project with a k um but i just posted about this game um, actually just released six years ago um, as of today, I think it is, the day of recording this, at least. Anyways, not the point. Um, but No Man's Sky is a space exploration survival game, which this is totally up my alley. I love space. Space is the fucking shit to me. So this is so much fun. The... I don't care what you say. If you know this game, uh, if you were you were around for the release of it and the issues it had at release, you know, it happens. But it is now way better off. They've done so much to the game. They've added all the things that were supposed to be in it. Um, and then some, yeah, it took them some years to do it, but it was a small team, a small indie team that did this i think it was like five people that made this game that is basically a procedurally generated universe of like i think they said it was something some billion different solar systems that have anywhere from like three to like five planets on each solar system so there's a lot of different planets you can explore there's uh base building you can do you can buy settlements where you just basically run a town and there's so many things you can do it is so cool um very fun game very worth playing it's also on xbox game pass ultimate i believe so if you have xbox game pass ultimate you can have it for free on pc and then number one for their list is subnautica which is a underwater survival game so you have, similar to Raft, you are out in an ocean, uh, seemingly endless ocean. It might even be an ocean world. I've played a little bit of Subnautica, but not a ton. Um, but yeah, it could be a ocean world, honestly. I'm not sure. But you basically have to build a base on the water to survive, and there's different underwater creatures that want to eat you and kill you uh you have to gather your resources i believe there's a, a spaceship that crashed at some point or maybe it's a boat that sank um onto this 
island or onto this world. So there's that as well. Like I said, haven't played a ton of it, so I don't know everything about it, but it is a very fun game from what I've played. Also, the deep sea is spooky as fuck. So seeing some of those monsters is goddamn intense. Um, but that was the list. I kind I, I pretty much agree with this. Um, yeah, it's the top 15 survival games as per GameRant.com. And yeah, to be fair, most of these games, if not all of them, well, most of these games I have played, and most of them, if not all of them, I'm sure are extremely good games. So that's a good list. There's uh, there's one game that I would have liked to see on the list, and maybe that's just because I'm partial to it as of late. I've been playing it a lot. Um, but that is Seven Days to Die. Um, so I guess we'll just use that as like my honorable mention. Seven Days to Die I think should have been on the list. Um, maybe could have worked out some other things, but they did. they got a pretty concise list for crafting or survival crafting games in my opinion. Um, but anyways, thank you all for coming and listening to the double XP podcast. I hope you got leveled up from it. Um, I appreciate you spending your time here. Hope you enjoyed the kind of survival games primer we did and just kind of talking about some survival games. Uh, hope to see you all at the next one. And yeah, that's about all I got. Peace.